0: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. welcome back to Archives of Fabella Daily, the only podcast waging war in a magical world. Today is May 15th, equal to Taurus 26th. Books are available on Amazon. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcasts, and hit that subscribe button for more great stories right in your feed. In approximately 1771 BCE, Hammurabi, king of the Babylonian Empire, decreed a set of laws to every city-state to better govern his burgeoning empire, known today as the Code of Hammurabi. The 282 laws are one of the earliest and most complete written legal codes from ancient history. Beyond our world in the magical wonderland that is Fabella, Merpeople rose up against the authority. Authoritarian regime of the Puntian Empire. I'm Dylan Foley, and this is Archives of Fabella. Beyond our world, there is love. Beyond our world, there is war. Beyond our world, there is life. Beyond our world, there is Fabella. Taros 26th, 2230 FY. Fabella year. Equal to May 15th, 1771 BC. Earth year. It's dawn on Taros 26th. in a coastal fishing village of Sapserat, producer of the most fish in the Puntian Empire. An elven boy, around ten, and his father are crouched next to a fishing boat, inspecting nets before they set off. The elven master holds a sharp stick with a large eye threaded through the string in one hand, a net in the other. In the distance, Residents of the village and its surrounding farms are starting their chores, crushing grain, feeding farm animals, unaware that their lives are about to be savagely disrupted. The boy finishes his inspection and tosses the net into the boat. His father is still hunched over the net, repairing a large hole, so the boy leans over against the side of the boat to rest, closing his eyes just for a brief rest before he must put all his attention on the day's work. When he opens his eyes a moment later, he is startled by a strange sight. There, just off the coast, heads of mer people begin to rise out of the watery depths. Confused, the elf boy turns to his father to ask why there might be so many mer people ascending up to the surface. He fails to notice that they are caught in the middle of a marching army. Two dozen heavily armed merfolk warriors, some wearing face paint and helmets made out of seashells advance. By the time the elf boy and his father see them, it is too late. One of the merfolk brutes grab the boy by the back of his neck and hold a machete against his throat. The elf father jumps to his feet and waves his netting tool in the air, railing at the invaders from the sea to let go of his son and to come after him instead. Seeing that he has become the brute's new target, he yells at his son, telling him to run to the village and warn the others. The child obeys and darts away a look of terror. In his face. His last image of his beloved father is of the patriarch falling to the sand in a pool of his own blood. Thinking of his mother and sisters still at home, the boy runs as fast as his legs can carry him from the beach through the outlying streets, hoping to reach his home in time. He shouts out warnings to the few people he encounters, pointing behind him, reaching the center of the village. The boy stops and looks quickly in every direction. Dismayed to see more mermen assembling on the beach, they fan out ahead of him, carrying torches and leaving homes ablaze in their wake. A wave of nausea comes over the boy when he sees two or three marauders use their blades to slash down two goblins attempting to defend their home and family. He thinks of his father, and fights back tears. From where he stands, the boy looks to the northeast and sees that his own neighborhood is engulfed in flames. Black smoke pours up above the rooftops into the sky he steals himself away against the thought of his family's fate remembering a small shed used for storing surplus grain not far away he turns and speeds to the opposite direction he is relieved to find the shed unlocked and half full of grain sacks the boy crouches behind a pile but still feels exposed So he lies down in a fetal position, pulling several stacks of wheat down on top of him with his hands over his ears to block out the screams and cries that are getting louder and more desperate from the street. The boy doesn't hear the heavy footsteps outside. By the time he smells the smoke and pushes the sacks off, the shed is already engulfed in flames and he is trapped. He prays to Kronos for his safe journey to the afterlife. that's going to do it for us today. Tune in tomorrow for a new story in the Archives of Fabella universe. Subscribe now to get more new episodes right in your feed. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Send your questions to archivesoffabela@gmail.com. at gmail.com archives of fabella is created produced and hosted by dylan foley with music by garrett ferris and audio blocks books are available on amazon in ebook and paperback as always look outside of what is possible and think about what might be